Hey yo, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm Sabrina, here to chat with you about what it takes to look and feel like a badass. Fun fact, it's not about 1200 calorie diets and workouts you hate. Nope. Instead, we'll talk about lifestyle habits, mindset, and attitude around sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, all dumped in a great big bucket of self-awareness and personal growth. Each week, I'll give you strategies and actions that you can apply directly into your day-to-day life so that you're making sustainable changes over time. So if you're ready to get your shit together, for reals this time, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome back and thanks for joining me. Before I get started, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to ask for your help. I'm looking for three to five clients to participate in my Live Like a Badass pilot program for free. This is my brand new signature coaching program that will include a digital course, badass lifestyle exercises and practices, and one-on-one coaching with yours truly. As a fresh out of the gate pilot program, this is the only time that I will be offering this opportunity at no cost. The program will last three months and participants will be asked to provide feedback as the program progresses so that I can continue to tweak and fine tune for a full scale launch on January 1st, 2023. I'm going to be honest, this is a very aggressive timeline that both terrifies me and tremendously excites me. So what is this program and who is it for? Basically, this program is for you or anyone you know who is, well, feeling like you just can't get your shit together. It's for those who feel overwhelmed by all of the things that they should be doing, whose habits and routines are all over the place or just non-existent. For those who are stressed out, burnt out, and exhausted, and who have gone a round or two on the Yo-Yo Diet Express. While I'm not exclusively offering a weight loss program, it is designed to support weight loss goals while also going after the bigger picture. The Live Like a Badass program is designed to help participants get their shit together through self-discovery and awareness, goal setting, developing healthy habits, conquering sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, making these habits sustainable, preparing for barriers and setbacks, and finally getting to a point where you can just live your friggin' life rather than obsessing about health, wellness, and weight loss all the goddamn time. So if this sounds like something that is of interest to you, or if you want more information, you'll find a link to my interest form in the show notes. If it's not up your alley, but you have friends, coworkers, family, neighbors, or baristas who might be interested, I'd oh so very much love and appreciate it if you could pass the word along. The link is also included in my Instagram bio. You can find me on Instagram at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A dot B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. Okay, let's dive into today's conversation. Today I want to chat with you about journaling for stress management, resilience, and personal growth. Realistically, this is about the power of journaling in general, but I know that sometimes there's this question around why the hell would I do that? And I want to assure you that there are truly beneficial reasons for it. So here's what this conversation is going to look like. We're going to kick things off with some of the arguments people have against journaling, because I know there are some people out there who are really not into it. So I'm going to make my case for it right out of the gate. Hang in there with me, please and thank you. Second, we're going to chat more about the benefits that can come from it, because I wouldn't be talking about it if there weren't benefits. We're going to follow up with that with what it can look like, because there's more than one way to cut an apple. And bear with me on this, I really hate the expression, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So I'm just going to try random things as a substitute until I find something that sticks. Okay? Okay, cool. Thanks. 
And finally, I'm going to share a few journal prompts with you that you can use to get you started. To start out, journaling is something I've done pretty much forever, off and on, and I've been a writer at heart in general. So when I wasn't writing stories, you know, a vast array of unfinished masterpieces, I was keeping a journal. In the last 20 years, I've probably filled 10 journals, maybe more. And except maybe for when I was 12, I wasn't a dear diary kind of gal. I was in too big of a hurry to write about school, my friends, and all the boys. I worked through many a broken heart with a journal and a pen. This is a little bit difficult for me to explain because throughout my life, I have been both a very private person and an open book at the same time. So I'm a little bit of a walking contradiction, I know. I guess the best way I can explain it is that I'll talk about just about anything with almost anyone who asks. I am who I am. I don't feel the need to hide that. But there are elements that I will keep to myself. Doubts, judgments, fears, embarrassments, and deep, deep hurt. And that's where I really pour my heart and soul into my journals. Right now, my current habit is to wake up in the morning, do a quick 10 to 20 minute morning yoga routine, and then spend at least 10 minutes writing in my journal in the peace and quiet before my mind is full of to-dos, stressors, and whatever else. Oftentimes my journaling practice fires me up for the day to come because I take the time to journal on things that I'm excited about and that are meaningful to me. And when I do them right after yoga, sometimes that yoga practice will include affirmations or intentions for the day that I can use as inspiration for journaling. I like to start with a moment of gratitude, intentionally acknowledging something I'm grateful for and why. It helps me start the journaling practice in an open, generally more positive headspace. And sometimes, like for all of us, I need some time to just process the tough stuff. Now, it might sound weird to process stuff first thing in the morning, but my quick bonus tip for you is to do things first thing in the morning and get it all out. It won't totally ease the burden on your mind in the evening because, of course, you still have the rest of your day to go through. But by taking intentional time to process these things when you're not going to bed anytime soon, it's a great way to support more restful sleep and prevent going to bed with racing brain. If you journal later in the evening or before bed, you may end up firing up your brain when you should be winding down to sleep, rest, and recover. That being said, there's no right or wrong way to do it. So whenever it fits into your day is totally fine. So that's my habit, and while it's not the end of the world if I don't do it every day, including on the weekends, I do try to do this habit most days. Okay, so now let's talk about some of the arguments that people have against journaling. I want to really come face to face with the resistance you might be feeling about this practice. If you're fully on board with journaling, just hang tight with me for a second. I'll try and keep this brief and then move along. Here are the primary arguments that I've heard people say when it comes to why they don't want to start a journaling practice. They don't know what they want to write about. They have nothing to say. Two, they don't like to write. Three, they're afraid someone will read it. And four, they don't have time. I'm sure there's more, but we're going to stick with these for now, and I'm going to kick all of these excuses in the pants. One, they don't know what to write about, or they have nothing to say. If you're the kind of person who can open to an empty page in a journal and start pouring your heart out about what's going on in your life, that's awesome. Go to town. For some people, that sounds like a waste of time and they don't feel like they have anything to write about that's worth the time. That's where journal prompts come in super handy and there's a bazillion of them out there. 
I'm going to save some examples for the end of the podcast episode, but it's seriously as simple as Googling journaling prompts, and you'll get a shit ton of ideas. I recommend Googling journaling prompts for things that you feel like you need, like journaling prompts for processing grief, coping with stress, dealing with cyberbullies, parenting, building self-confidence, or journaling prompts for playful spirit. Journaling doesn't have to be so goddamn serious all the time, so get creative. Two, they don't like to write that's okay. Journaling has this connotation of a nice journal or notebook and pen, whatever, but honestly, it can be anything. In fact, if you want to just take a journal prompt, turn it inward and go for a walk, boom, you've got a form of walking meditation and it can be just as powerful as traditional journaling. You can dedicate your thoughts to a particular prompt or idea and leave behind the writing part if that doesn't work for you. I recommend at least writing or recording voice notes or just speaking it out loud so that you can stay more focused on the thought because let's be honest, our minds can squirrel super easily. But the idea is thought processing, reflection, self-awareness, and personal discovery. If writing isn't your jam, don't let that be a barrier. I will sometimes turn to a good old word processing program and type my little heart out because damn it, there's a lot on my mind and I can type so much faster than I can write by hand. Three, They're afraid someone will read it, and I get it. I grew up a middle child with two sisters. I was often afraid of one of them finding it and reading it. My hope for you is that the people in your life will respect your boundaries and your privacy. If that's not the case, then something to consider is journaling on something that you can then destroy, throw away, shred, burn, safely, if you feel so inclined. Going back later and rereading what you've written isn't so much the point of the practice. I rarely go back and reread what I've written. I might if it's a journal that's many years old, just to see what baby Breen I had to say. But for the most part, it isn't about documenting things for the purpose of going back and reliving old memories. It's intended to purge the thoughts, work through my feelings, and process what's happening in my life. Once it's on paper, I don't so much need it anymore. It's about the practice, not the product. Finally, they don't have time. Look, this is the most common reason or excuse for anything we don't want to do. You have time. The question is, is the practice valuable enough to you to be worth your time? And it's okay if the answer is no. But sometimes what we mean by I don't have time is this is not a priority for me right now. And that's okay. If this sounds like you, what I recommend is starting with a thought practice. Check out some journaling prompts in the morning before your shower and noodle on them while you're in the shower and starting your day. I mean, come on, we all do our best thinking in the shower, right? Explore the thoughts and experience with an open mind and consider the value of really dedicating time to just a journal practice. It can be a quick moment of gratitude, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever fits into your schedule and your priorities. All right, now let's talk super quick about the benefits. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I feel like the benefits are sort of woven into the conversation, but here are the top three benefits in my opinion. One, you explore your thoughts and feelings more intentionally than you would with general passing thoughts throughout the day. You can dig a little deeper and get a little better understanding of yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions or your reactions. This helps you identify patterns and behaviors that maybe aren't serving you so great or help you figure out what's working well and what you have to be proud of. After all, we don't celebrate our little wins nearly enough. Journaling can be a great opportunity for that. Two, you get the gunk out of your brain. 
A lot of times, my journaling is just a purge of experiences and emotions. I need a safe outlet to just let that shit go. Journaling gives you a safe place to do that where you can be unapologetically yourself and not worry about whose feelings you could hurt in the process. Three, you can set your mood for the day. I notice a big difference when I journal in the morning and it's a total shitstorm of negative slop and when I take the time to journal on what I'm grateful for, excited about, or dig into prompts that enhance my self-awareness. It inspires feelings of optimism and curiosity when I don't tunnel into the darkness of my thoughts. Now, to be fair, I do both. Sometimes I need to just tunnel deep into the dark and get that gunk out of my brain. And that's helpful, but it can also really put me in a sour mood for the day. A lot of times I want to start my day feeling good, so I'll journal on the things I'm grateful for, proud of, excited about, whatever, and it inspires me to then do other things that promote a level of positivity, like turn on music that makes me happy and energetic while I get ready for work. It's a pretty cool domino effect. If you're a journaler, I'm curious about the benefits that you get from it. I would love it if you would drop me a comment or tag me on Instagram to let me know what you think. All right, so let's talk about what journaling looks like. I know I already addressed this a little bit when I tackled the I don't like to write argument, but let's expand on this a little bit. Some of you might hear journaling and think of a Lisa Frank diary with a little pink heart locket and key. If you don't know who or what Lisa Frank is, please pause right now and Google that shit. The visual is very important here. But here's the thing. Journaling can be done on anything from a cocktail napkin to a spiral notebook to a beautifully bound journal. It honestly doesn't matter. Like I said before, it could even be voice memos on your phone because journaling is a tool for processing and self-reflection, and it doesn't have to be written. Side note though, I will say that I personally recommend handwriting things down, pen to paper, or cocktail napkin. When you strip away the digital distractions and give yourself time and space to truly connect with your thoughts and your feelings, you're much more in tune with yourself. What's even better is if you can get to journaling to a state of flow, where it all just feels effortless and comes easily without thinking. You can tap into thoughts, ideas, and feelings that you may not have even realized you had. And I have to say, this is one of my favorite things, and it's so friggin' cool, because you get going, and before you know it, you're just in the zone, and you're like, holy crap, where did that come from? Something else for those of you who may be a little bit more musical, your journaling practice could be singing your thoughts. Maybe you're the kind of person who has a gift for melody and stringing together lyrics. You could absolutely use that as your platform, as your medium for journaling. If you're an artist, journal through your artwork. And while we're talking about more visually artistic side of things, there's a whole other world to this, bullet journaling. I'm not going to go into the details here, but if you're a little more on the artsy side, bullet journaling could be your jam. You'll find tons and tons of inspiration and ideas for this on Pinterest and other search engine and social media platforms. I'm sure there are some people out there who are like, no, no, journaling is journaling. The rest is great, but it's not the same. I respectfully disagree. Since to me, the real benefit of journaling is thought processing, reflection, and growth, I think it's important to leverage the medium that resonates best with you and your personality and your preferred form of self-expression. Don't let the word journaling limit your potential here. Okay, so let's talk prompts. Because I've been a journaler for so much of my life, I don't often feel the need for prompts. However, I know that a lot of people are like, well, what do I write? And that's where journal prompts come in super handy. 
Also, because this episode is intended to be geared towards stress management, resilience, and personal growth, I want to give you some prompts that will support these things to really get you thinking about this. Because while we're returning to some sense of normal after pandemic lockdowns, we're not out of the woods completely yet, and change is fucking hard. Stress isn't limited to big crises. So let's talk about some prompts to help you manage stress, build resilience, and support your personal growth. So let's start with stress management. Here are three different prompts for you. Where do you feel stress in your body? Describe physical sensations and identify ways you can support yourself when you're experiencing those sensations. Two, what are your most common stress triggers? How can you prepare yourself and protect yourself for when you encounter those triggers? How can you alter those triggers? Three, what emotions come up for you in stressful situations? Are you actually experiencing emotions that are masquerading as stress? All right, so now let's go over three prompts for resilience. The first, what does self-care look like for you? How are these actions, habits, or behaviors truly acting as self-care and supporting your well-being? Two, what tools do you have to calm yourself when things are starting to feel stressful? If you're not sure, where could you learn more about resilience tools? Finally, what habits do you have in place to prevent unnecessary stress, such as reducing the number of decisions you have to make throughout the day? All right, so now three prompts for personal growth. The first one, what can you do to acknowledge and explore stress in the moment? What do you want to learn from it? Two, how does your ability to manage stress now compared to how you managed stress five years ago, 10 years ago? Three, what did you learn this week, month, or year that created the greatest opportunity for growth for you? What did that look like and how can you build on that? And here's a bonus prompt. What are you doing in your life today that your 13-year-old self would be surprised by and proud of? So there are some prompts to get you started. I've put these together in a handy PDF document, which is linked in the show notes for you. You'll find just the list of prompts on the first page, followed by each question on its own page, in case you'd like to print them out and use the pages to complete the journal prompt. I hope that this has been helpful for you and gave you some areas of journaling to explore that maybe you hadn't considered before. Remember, the idea is to really get in tune with your thoughts and feelings, process your experiences, learn more about yourself, and always continue to grow. I'm a true believer that there's no wrong way to start a journaling practice, so break free from any preconceived notions and make it work for you, whatever that may look like. I'd absolutely love it if you would hit me up on Instagram and let me know what spoke to you, what your thoughts are, and or how you use a journaling practice to support your well-being. Thanks for joining me today, my friends. I appreciate you so much. Have an amazing rest of your day and week, and I will catch up with you next time. Later. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you got any aha moments out of today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag a friend or two and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A dot B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. 
For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Now, go kick some ass, and I'll catch up with you next time. Make it a good day.